At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job. Nice Job is reputation marketing software and help you grow your service business. Nice Job's automated tools will help you collect two to three times more reviews and then share those reviews where it matters most. Using social proof and a high converting website, you can be the top rated in your field. New signups can get $50 off when they mention the HVAC Know-It-All podcast. Visit get.nicejob.com for more information. This podcast is sponsored by The Master Group, and I was actually in there today. I had to get some York parts. So when you're standing in line, to the right of you, there is a shelf, and it's got a bunch of random stuff, but the top shelf has like aerosol cans, like coil cleaners and stuff. And what I notice is that it seems like every few months I go in there, the shelf space for the Refrigeration Technologies Viper coil cleaner, the aerosol in a red can, the shelf space is getting bigger because every time they get new... Um, a new a, a new shipment in that shelf space is is larger for that product. The competitor's product seems to be dwindling in shelf space. What does that tell me? It tells me it's a popular product and people are going in there and buying it. So anyway, I just wanted to give a master a shout out. Check out master.ca. All right, guys, so we're back for another podcast. We are going to talk about economizers briefly on this podcast. There's a lot of techs out there, a lot of apprentices, um, even techs that have been in the game for a while that go around and bypass them because they, they don't understand them. And we're not going to go like in-depth into in-depth troubleshooting here. We're going to talk about economizers just so we can understand them a little bit better, go through the components, how they work, the, the function, the benefits, so on and so forth. So this will be a little quick podcast. We'll just go through economizers briefly. At the end of the podcast, when you're done listening, I'll have attached a link to an article that's on hvacknowitall.com. And when you when you hit that link, you're going to read an article about economizers too. And that should help you. This podcast and that article should help you get a better understanding, gain a little bit more confidence to tackle economizer issues and not just bypass them. Because Hey guys, it's legit work to get economizers back up and going, and they do serve a purpose. Okay, they they, they serve a purpose 100%. And as far as fresh air goes, every building needs fresh air. Every occupant of that building also needs fresh air. So let's not bypass them. Let's understand them. Let's talk about this. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know-It-All Podcast, recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC, from storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. So I would have to say that my experience with economizers is mostly on the Honeywell economizers. Now, I'd say in the last eight years or so, 
Uh, all I've seen is jades because the jade economizer uh, that Honeywell sells with the control board that with the display on it. That's pretty much all I've seen over the last eight years or so because I've installed a lot of them, and I feel they are a good product. Uh, there's been issues with the with the actuator um, spring returning, and they've they've put a, a different style actuator instead of the black box. It's like a almost like a rectangular shape that fastens differently to the side of the unit mounts differently, and that has seemed to fix some of those problems. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about here the the parts of an economizer. Okay, so we have an actuator. All right, we have a set of dampers. We have sensors. Now, some economizers are, they, they work off sensible temperature. Some economizers work off enthalpy, okay, outdoor enthalpy. Now, when I say enthalpy, what that means is like it's, it's, a, um, it's the heat content of the air. BTUs per pound is the heat content of the air, which takes into consideration um, moisture in the air as well. So that's what enthalpy is. It's not just straight up sensible temperature. So you can get these economizers to read enthalpy. You can get them to read sensible temperature. And then we have a sensor in the mixed air compartment as well to, to know what the temperature of the mixed air is. So we have an actuator. We have dampers, we have sensors, and we also have a controller of some sort. Now, as I referred to the Jade earlier, the Jade is a controller, it's got a display, you can open, close the actuator, you can see what the, the outdoor temperature is, right? You can also see what the indoor mixed air temperature is, and it gives you a lot of good uh, readings. It also gives you some troubleshooting and spits out alarms in that too. So let's go through these one at a time. So let's start with the dampers. So on an economizer, you have a set of outdoor dampers and you, you have a set of dampers uh, on the return side of the system, right? So when the return dampers are fully open, the economizer dampers are fully closed. Now these dampers are interlinked with each other. So when the return air dampers starts to close, let's say it gets the 50% position, the outdoor dampers will be at the 50% position as well. So when that return damper gets all the way closed, those outdoor dampers will be 100% open and then go back and vice versa. When the outdoor dampers start to close, get to 50%, the return air dampers will be at 50%. When the outdoor air dampers are fully closed, the return air dampers will be fully open. That's how they work. You need two sets of dampers. Otherwise, it doesn't really work because what you're trying to do really is mix the air. You're trying to bring in outside air to cool down a space. That is the whole purpose of an economizer in the traditional sense is that when the temperature outside falls below a certain point, right? But the indoor space needs to be cooled. Like there's spaces out there, uh, office spaces in the middle of the office. Okay, there could be a couple of offices that are, that are internal. They got people, they got computers, they got lights. These spaces got to be cooled. And why would you run a compressor if you don't have to? So what we do is we open up a set of outdoor air dampers and we mix that air with the return air coming back and we try to reach, it depends how you set it up, but you want to reach somewhere around, um, I would say 50 to 55 degree mixed air. And then that air comes downstairs um, and it will cool if, if it's obviously doesn't have to come downstairs, but I'm thinking, uh, in terms of rooftops, but that air flows into the building and cools the space. So the set of dampers, 
um, is driven by an actuator. That that is an, the the other part of of this that we got to talk about. So that actuator, and it, we go back to the Honeywell actuators, takes twenty four volts to power it. Okay, but the signal to drive it is 10 volts DC. That signal, 10 volts DC, it drives it open. So that actuator needs 24 volts to be powered up, okay? Um, It won't drive without the the 24 volts being applied to it. So we get that 24 volts there, and then we drive it from the controller, whatever the controller decides it wants to do, okay? If it wants to open those dampers up fully, speaking about the Honeywell Jade again, what we're going to do is send a 10, 10 DC volt signal to that actuator to fully drive the economizer open. All right. Now, if we want to close it, at that point, the the controller is going to decide, hey, I want it closed. It's going to send a 2-volt DC signal to that actuator, and that actuator will drive closed. So if you think about it, in theory, anywhere between in in the middle between 2 and 10, right? Let's say, for example, we take 6, okay? Well, if you get six volts DC coming from the controller to that actuator, that damper will be kind of like in the halfway position on both of them because, like I said, they work together. When one's at halfway, the other's at halfway. So that's how the controller kind of controls the actuator. But the controller needs to take in information from the outdoor sensor, right, and the mixed air sensor. So on these Jade systems, depending on how you how you buy them and what sensor you're using. There's different ways to set them up. You got you to gotta read the manual, all right? Um, but basically, in, in the traditional sense, when the outdoor temperature falls below a certain point, we're going to engage the economizer. Now the economizer knows when there's a call for cooling, right? We're below a certain temperature outside or below a certain heat content outside. When there's a call for cooling, we are not going to bring on that compressor, all right? We are going to open up the economizer damper to allow cold air to come in mixed with the return air to get the right temperature of air to go cool that space. And once the space is cooled, guess what? Those dampers go back to the original position and stop cooling. So you can see the benefit of an economizer in an internal space when it's cold outside because we don't need to run a compressor to cool it. So we we have our set of dampers. Okay, we have our actuator, we have our sensors, outdoor and mixed air sensor, and we have our controller that we can use to um, decide how that economizer is going to react okay, in conjunction with the sensors, and we can test, we can get alarms, and we can see a display of, that, of, that, um, of what's going on with the economizer. Now, a little bit of a tip for you, if you can ever install an economizer control outside of the, like, away from, when I say outside, I mean away from the outdoor airstream, that is probably your best bet because with, with an outdoor airstream, you're getting, you're getting humid air, you're getting dry air, you're getting cold air, you're getting some warmer air because um, even when, it's, even when the, the damper's not open in the summer, you're still going to get some infiltration. So it's going to see a lot of different, um, it's going to see a lot of different uh, weather patterns, right, basically. And that, that, that humid weather, that wet weather can start to corrode and, and obviously cause damage to that controller. So I try to put those controllers inside of an electrical cabinet and run the wiring over to the, um, to the damper actuator and, and the sensors and stuff separately.
So I've got a, a recorded interview already done with Ben Reed from Haven IEQ. We talk uh, indoor air quality. We talk their new controller that can be used to trigger uh, indoor air quality devices like HRVs, humidifiers, dehumidifiers, so on and so forth. We have a really good chat. That podcast should be dropping soon, but I just wanted to remind you guys of their personal use program where you can you can reach out to sales at haveniq.com, get a... Uh, a monitor central air monitor and a central air controller as a package and you can try it out in your home before you recommend it to customers the other thing true tech tools save eight percent actually haven is available at true tech tools so you can save eight percent with promo code know-it-all on most tools and i know fluke fleer and i think hick hick micro i think that's the name of it it's like a um uh, an infrared scanning gun or infrared imager i don't believe that tool is part of the eight percent either but everything else in the store should be good to go yellow jacket their new y jack platform is really really well done compared to the older platform with the man tooth uh, the app is very easy to use very intuitive they've got a series of probes that will help you in the field like pressure probes um, they have current probes they've got like a, an extender probe so if you're losing your signal you can put it in between your phone and and where you're working and it's supposed to extend the signal out so anyway it's the the yjack platform and, and all the yjack probes so check those out from yj the other thing that i do want to bring up is the danfoss refrigeration fundamental e-lessons now i've talked about these before I'm going to drop them in the podcast notes for you guys to click on so you can learn up on some refrigeration because it's just fantastic knowledge to have. Not just air conditioning, but refrigeration to round yourself out as an HVAC professional. So look for that link in the podcast notes. Something else you can do with an economizer is bring in fresh air to a building when, for instance, if the, the CO2 in a building starts to elevate, right? Now, I remember back in the day, I went to a, a school, and the problem they were having is people felt it was stuffy, a couple people were getting headaches, so we went in with a CO2 monitor and found that the CO2 was around 1,100 parts per million, and that is high. Realistically, it should be down below 1,000. I mean, outdoor CO2 is about 400 parts per million. So if you're indoors and you're around 1100, it's pretty high. In my, in my home with an HRV running, I'm usually between seven to 800 parts per million of CO2, which I find is pretty acceptable and it's the, it doesn't ever seem stuffy. So that is another advantage of, a, uh, of an economizer is we can utilize a CO2 sensor and we can mount that CO2 sensor in the return or, or down in the room. And when that CO2 gets high, we can start to open those dampers up. We can clear out um, the CO2 and then we can close them back down. So the other thing to keep in mind, and you would have to do a little bit of digging on this. All right. Now, when I, I went to uh, a course at United Refrigeration, not really a course, but more of like a uh, I, I would say it was like sort of they're marketing the jade, but they're also giving you sort of um, benefits and stuff on the new product. And this, this is going back a while. And they gave us a sheet that showed us that for a square foot uh, of building, like so you got a building, for every square foot there needs to be a certain amount of fresh air. For every occupant there needs to be a certain amount of fresh air. So 
you have to keep this in mind too with economizers. If you ju if they're just slammed shut, they're not getting the fresh air requirement for the building and the people in there. Yes, that's when you can run into issues too with CO2. But having that sensor, as I mentioned before, can alleviate that very, very quickly. Like in the morning, um, maybe there's one or two people in a building working and they get in there early, but then let's say by 8.30, 9 o'clock, a bunch more people come in and the CO2 levels start to increase. Well, now we can, we can monitor that with a CO2 sensor. We can send a signal to the economizer um, and say, hey, let's open. Let's relieve the CO2 in here with fresh air because that's how you rid of the CO2 with fresh air. And when you do that, it's going to make the occupants of the building feel a lot more comfortable. Now, something to keep in mind. When you open up an economizer, what you're doing is introducing new air into the building. You're not recirculating the same air. You're introducing new air. So what can happen is the, the building envelope can become pressurized. All right. Now, the rooftops that I've worked on, they have either a um, sort of like a, a flap damper, like almost like, almost like a barometric damper that will open to relieve pressure. Or they will have a power vented, uh, like a prop fan that sits in the return and it relieves pressure back outside because that is something that you got to keep in mind is that if you have that economizer open and it's open for too long, you're going to pressurize that building. So that pressure needs to be, re be relieved somehow, right? In order to have uh, neutral or a semi-positive pressure, whatever you're trying to, uh, whatever try you're trying to obtain in the building, or trying to maintain in the building, positive, negative, whatever. You need to keep an eye on that, and you need to ensure that if you're not relieving enough out of the the barometric damper at the top, you may need a fan, a, a prop fan that goes in conjunction with it, or you might need a separate exhaust fan uh, that ties into it. Because I've seen that too, where you have like a makeup air running. And it's bringing in 100% fresh air and there's exhaust fans tied in with it. It's the same sort of concept, right? You're bringing in fresh air, you're going to pressurize that building and you need to relieve it. Now, you can also have the opposite effect. Just going on a side note here. I don't know if you guys have ever tried to walk into like a restaurant and the door is being sucked back um, towards the frame of the door when you're trying to open it. That's because that restaurant has an exhaust fan uh, probably above all their cooking equipment but they have no makeup air to to bring the pressure back to a, a neutral or slightly positive um, and, and a lot of gas fired appliances you, you don't want a um, a negative pressure you want neutral or slightly positive because if you have a neg negative pressure it could like pull on that flame a little bit so that's why it's important to make sure that you maintain the proper pressure in the building that you're supposed to have and Economizer will contribute to positive pressure until you relieve it. And like I said, if you have an exhaust fan with no makeup, um, this can cause the opposite effect and cause like doors to stick when you're trying to open them. Positive pressure, obviously, when you open the door, it will blow at you and all the air will be forced out. And, I, and I've had that too, where you walk into like a shopping mall and you just get a gust of air coming out at you. So keep these things in mind, guys, when you're dealing with economizers. The parts we've went through, right? Just to recap, the dampers, the actuator, the sensors, the controller, um, the economizer function is basically to bring in cold air to cool a space in the middle of the winter if the, if the outside air 
temperature or outside air heat content is below what you've set it up for to cool the space without a compressor running. We also use them to bring in fresh air for the building and the people, and we also use them to clear out any CO2 that might be building up in the in the building, but that's the same thing as bringing in fresh air for the occupants, right? So keep these things in mind. I'll drop that article for you from hvacknowitall.com so you can read through it and get a better understanding, but don't bypass them, guys. Don't bypass them. Figure them out. Learn something new. Fix them. It's legitimate good work. And and once you figure them out, they're not that hard. They're really not that hard at all. So in closing, something I did not discuss, and I I think it's important for you guys to know this. In most economizer applications that I've seen, the damper actuator, it springs closed. Now what I mean by that, let's say it's commanded open with 10 volts DC, drives open, we're satisfied, right? Uh, It closes, it gets the two volts DC to close but it doesn't for some reason it's not closing properly or it doesn't close at all and i've had this happen uh and as i explained off the top with the honeywell black box actuators well they get stuck in the open position and the two volts dc will not close it but what will close it unless the spring mechanism has been damaged or broken inside is if you remove 24 volt power to that actuator so you can either shut the disconnect off, which is the easiest way, or you just pull the wire right off of the uh, 24 volt side of that actuator. And because it's spring loaded, it will close. That actuator will close when power is removed from it. Not DC power, AC power, low voltage AC power, 24 volts. So I just wanted to throw that in there for you guys. If you ever need to close that thing or don't want it to open back up for whatever reason, because you're you got to go out and get parts and you don't want it opening, freezing the space out. Just don't apply 24 volts to it. It will never open. And if it is stuck open, pull that 24 volts off or shut the disconnect down and that thing should spring closed all the way. Anyway, guys, that's it. Thank you to the Master Group once again. I'm out. Happy HVACing. Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.